listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters too. We are sisters, sisters. <laughs> so our first segment is interesting names we found since the last episode. And one of our Facebook fans announced that she had a baby girl named Hecate Gray. That's H-E-C-A-T-E, Hecate. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. I don't know the history behind it because I didn't look it up. And also, my friend's nephew has a new son named Atlas. Hmm. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I like that. You know, the name Ever is growing on me. Maybe that's because that's part of the name of the new town I live in. Mm-hmm. There are of course, versions of the name like Everly, which is pretty popular when you add all the different spellings. That's something that's different about our name popularity list at babynames.com. We aggregate the different spellings of names to form the rankings. Yep, we do. And there is an actress named Ever Carradine of the famous Carradine family. So let's get to the topic of the week, because this is a fun one. It's pet names. Meow. And we mean names of pets, not terms of endearment like cutie pie. For people pet names, listen to episode number 25, Love Names and Terms of Endearment. Many of you out there might not know this, but we have a sister site called PetBabyNames.com, just for naming your pets. Yep. And when we were creating it, we found that Pet names fall into a small number of categories. First would be appearance, like fluffy, tiny, snowball, things that have to do with how your pet looks. Characteristics, like goofy, tinkle, for dogs like yours, Mal. Mm. Hyper, mellow fellow. Then there are fun puns, and although we don't recommend joke names for human babies, they're fine for pets. And that would be things like Mary Puppins or my daughter's cat, Vera Fang, after designer Vera Wang. (laughs) And then finally, human names. There are some of us, me and Mel included, that give human names to our furry babies. Hey, there's nothing wrong with giving them human names. No, there are babies too. I think I do it because I totally anthropomorphize animals. I see them as human. So starting with our own pets, starting from when we were kids, before you were born, Mel, we had a dog named Max. I don't know what happened to him, but we had him in the apartment and maybe the landlord found out or something. Max is still one of the top number one name for pets, specifically dogs. Then when we moved into the house when I was four, we got an Irish setter, and Dad called him Patrick because Patrick was an Irish name. Har har. Do you remember Patrick at all? Uh, yeah, actually, Patrick, I believe, got sent to the puppy play farm when he knocked mom down when she was pregnant with me. Oh, that's right. I thought he chewed up the furniture and he went to a, quote, farm in Wisconsin. I don't want to think about that. I don't either. The pets I remember are Ace and Minnie. 
Ace was our black cat, and Minnie was our miniature cockapoo, or cockroach spaniel and poodle. Yeah. Before that, though, was Cece, Kate's cat, which stood for cute cat, but she had to get rid of it since I was allergic, and apparently she hated me for that. Thank you very much. I couldn't help it. As an adult, I've had Pookie, Tucker, Lola, Hank, Ollie, Sassy, Boo Boo, Max, there's a Max, but a kitty Max. Yeah. And Sadie. And we can't forget Mitzi, who is sitting on my feet right now as we speak. Mitzi is mostly a dorgy, dachshund corgi, with something added that gives her legs just a little bit of height. I want to do one of those DNA tests. You should. They're so fun. Now, not counting my fosters, because I've had so many animals in and out. My cats have been Rocky and Moe, Rupert, Mama and Baby, Cookie, Roxy Hart, who I still have. She's my old girl at 15. Eli Stone, rest in peace. Brutus and Lionel. For pups, I've had Lil Buddy and Roscoe. (laughs) For Buddy, he was a senior when we adopted him from the SPCA. And he was a stray, but he was a purebred Shih Tzu. So I knew that at some point he belonged to someone. So I started trying a bunch of names on him because I knew he had to have a name. And I kept throwing out names like, hey, Max, hey, Spike, hey, Fluffy, to see if he'd respond. But nothing stuck. Then I thought, well, this is L.A., so I should also try Spanish names. So I was like, Jose, Miguel, Bebe, and he didn't respond either. But then I said, buddy, and he jumped up, ran over to me, and licked my face. So that was it. I guessed his name. It was Buddy. And we put the Lil in front of it because it just seemed appropriate. It was so cute. He was. As for Roscoe, he was an owner surrender, so we knew his name. It was actually Rocco. But that seemed way too tough for him because, as you know, he's just a little love bug. He's a pug terrier mix. And so what I did was I put the S in there because it was close enough to Rocco and it softened it. And it also made light of his big belly because Roscoe was the real name of the old time movie actor Fatty Arbuckle, who was known for his rotundness. Well, I was always fond of people names for pets. And then when I married my late husband, who was Jewish, we decided to stick with old people Jewish names like (laughs) Sadie, Max, and Mitzi. Oi, Mitzi, come and make me some matzo ball soup. Uh, does she? No. Oh, okay. I would say that's a very tricky pet if she could do that. And I wanted to borrow her. <laughs> On PetBabyNames.com, you can search pet names by name, category, color of pet, and the top most popular names for cats and dogs. We even have a page of pet names for pairs, and those are fun. Yes, like Scratch and Sniff. Bogey and Bacall, Kim and Kanye, I don't know about that one. You can search boy names, I mean boy pairs, girl pairs, or boy-girl pairs. So first, we put a shout out to our members on the babynames.com message boards to ask if they had any good pet name stories. Longtime member Rowan said that her daughter, age seven and a half at the time, named her cats after the things she was looking at in the kitchen. So they became lemon and pine cone. (laughs) 
Kelsey said Seymour was named after the character in Little Shop of Horrors movie and Oxford is named after the Oxford comma, which was her favorite (laughs) punctuation mark. All right. First of all, who has a favorite punctuation mark? Apparently Kelsey does. I thought that was interesting. Not the university, but the punctuation mark. Kara told us Genghis, she was energetic and all over the place, so it seemed fitting. Scala was originally Scala Grimm. Scala Grimm was a warrior in medieval Iceland and father of Eagle of the old Icelandic saga, Eagle Saga. Mm. When we ended up with a female cat, we basically feminized the name to create Scala. And Ellie said, my pup is named Ebby after my favorite children's book from growing up, Hattie and the Wild Waves, where the main character had a dog named Ebby. A year or so after I got my dog, I went back and read the book again, and the Ebby in the book looks exactly like my Ebby. It was meant to be. Kaylee said Evanstar, or Evie, I guess it's Evanstar, her name was inspired by Lord of the Rings, Arwen is called Evanstar, and the mummy, Rachel Wise's character. She's a Bengal cat, so the star reference felt right. She also has Summer, a brown Bengal. She named after Bran's dog in Game of Thrones and Summer Glau, who was in two of her favorite shows, Firefly and Dollhouse. I like Summer Glau. Wyatt was named after Wyatt Earp and Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. So that's a common theme, naming pets after beloved characters like my Roxy Hart and my black cat Eli Stone after the TV show, which I loved. Nicole said Coconut was named for the dog from American Girl because he looked just like the fictional dog when he was small. So there really isn't a lot of historical documentation for pet names since they weren't counted in the census or put in family trees. Now you can look at the AKC lineage for dogs or CFA for cats if you need inspiration. And also historical show winners. Wait, listen to these best kittens of 2019 winners. iCloud. I think that's so cute. Surrender. Gravity. Me too. Hell of a bottom carter. <laughs> Hell of a bottom carter. Rose raspberry tart, locomotion, champagne for one, and Beyonce. Champagne for one sounds like a horse in yeah, a, it does. the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. All right. And for the 2019 Westminster Dog Show, the best of show was King. Mm, appropriate. Then there was Bean, Wilma, Burns. Baby Lars, Colton, and I'm going to assume it's Bono. Yeah, it's probably Bono. The most documented pets other than the shows are those of historical figures like royalty and presidents. And of course, pet names in fiction. So let's start with royal pets. Okay, we have to start with the most famous of all pups, Queen Elizabeth II's corgis. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth has owned more than 30 corgis since she became queen in 1952. Her first pup growing up was named Dookie. Yeah, you heard me, folks. Dookie. (laughs) Dookie. Maybe because her husband was a duke, was he? I believe prince so. Prince Philip, was he a duke? No, he was a prince. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Maybe it was a characteristic name. 
then for her 18th birthday, she was given Susan. And Susan was the first generation of many corgis that she's had over the years. Others include sugar, honey, whiskey, sherry. Me thinks Queen Bats had a fondness for the drink. I guess so. Tiny, bushy, foxy, and brush, Monty, Emma, Lynette, Willow, and Holly. Monty was named for the horse whisperer and friend of the queen, Monty Roberts. She also had other breeds, five cocker spaniels named Bisto, Oxo, Flash, Spick, and Span. Uh, sorry, that threw me. And four dorgies, let's hear it for the dorgies. Like I said, Dachshund Corgi Mix named Cider, Berry, Vulcan, or Vulcan, and Candy. You hear that, Mitzi? You could have been named Vulcan. William and Kate have a pup named Lupo, and I think that means wolf. Yeah. Duchess Camilla (laughs) has a rescued Jack Russell named Bluebell, and Prince Charles had a lab named Tigga, who passed at the age of 18. Princess Caroline has a French bulldog, Romeo, and Meghan Markle has a rescue pup, a beagle named Guy. Gee or Guy? That old question. Probably Guy, since she's American. She also has a rescue lab named Bogart, who stayed in Canada because he was too old to fly to the UK and transition to a new home in a castle. Oh, poor Bogie. Now, Princess Anne, Elizabeth's daughter, is fond of bulldogs, but in 1956, she was given a three-month-old bear cub by Russian President Nikita Khrushchev. She named the cub Nikki after the president, but who knows what happened to it. Okay, do-do-do-do. First of the public service announcements in this episode, wild animals are just that, wild. When someone buys an exotic animal like a lion or tiger and tries to raise it domestically, most of the time it's disruptive in the least and destructive or lethal at its worst. They might seem really cute as cubbies, but as these cubbies grow up to be the top of the food chain, folks, so please don't support that industry. Most of them are put down eventually or taken to zoos who can't accommodate them. And no, they can't just be released into the wild. Scary statistic here, there are more tigers in the backyards of Texas than in all of Africa. What? Yeah, I heard that straight from Tippi Hedren herself, who owns Shambhala, which is a large cat rescue in Southern California. Okay, that's the end of PSA number one. Yeah, that's sad. Leave the wild animals wild. There are enough pups and cats in the shelters that need your love. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about U.S. presidential pets, those pampered pets that get to live in the White House. George Washington had foxhounds named Sweet Lips, Scentwell, and Vulcan. Uh Hey, maybe that's where Elizabeth got Vulcan. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe not from Star Trek. And here's something George also shared with Betts. His coonhounds were named Drunkard, Taster, Tippler, and Tipsy. Martha had a parrot named Snipe. They also had a greyhound named Cornwallis after the general, and horses named Samson, Steady, Leonidas, Traveler, and Magnolia. And if you trust the musical Hamilton, Martha Washington named a tomcat after Alexander, perhaps mm. because he was a little bit frisky. You know, I like the name Magnolia for pets and people. 
Now, John Adams had three dogs named Juno, Mark, and Satan. He must have been a handful. Thomas Jefferson had Dick the Mockingbird. I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) Shepherds Berger and Grizzle. And a horse named Caractacus before Caractacus Potts. William Harrison had Suki the Cow. John Tyler named his canary after himself, Johnny Ty. Now, Abraham Lincoln had many pets. Nanny and Nanko were his goats. Jack the turkey was intended to be dinner for Thanksgiving, but his son Tad wouldn't let them kill it. Hooray, Tad! Lincoln's dogs were... Well, I don't know if this is Jip or Yip. I think it's Jip. Well, why wouldn't it be Yip? Why would it be if it's spelled J-I-P? I don't know. We'll let everyone else decide. He's not from Norway. <laughs> and after his death, Fido became de rigueur for dog names after the president's pooch. So that was the first Fido, I wonder. I wonder. He also had cats named Tabby and Dixie. Think about that one. And a horse named Bob. James Garfield had a dog named Vito. I think that's pretty funny. That is. McKinley had a parrot named Washington Post who could whistle Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> so I can't even whistle Yankee Doodle Dandy. You know that I'm taking tin whistle lessons, so I'm going to practice it on my tin whistle. Yankee Doo. Theodore Roosevelt basically had a zoo of pets. Some cool names of his include a Pekingese named Manchu, Maud the Pig, Bill the Lizard, and Guinea Pig's named named Admiral Dewey, Bishop Doan, Dr. Johnson, Father O'Grady, and Fighting Bob Evans. I can't help thinking (laughs) he was naming his animals after people for revenge or something. Taft had Caruso the dog and Mooly Wooly the cow. (laughs) Coolidge had a donkey named Ebenezer, a hippo named William Johnson the hippopotamus. I'm sorry, that might be my favorite one. The hippo named William Johnson Hippopotamus. It sounds like a and children's rem- book. I know. We should write a book with I know, all these names. It's great. Let's see. Canaries named Nip and Tuck and a Boston bulldog named Boston Beans were also tabs. Maybe he farted a lot. FDR, Franklin Roosevelt, had pups Fala, Major, Meggie, Winks, Tiny, President, and Blaze. JFK also had many pets. Not going to name them all, but Nikita Khrushchev gave him a dog named Pushinka, who was the puppy of the Soviet space dog Stralka. Boy, Khrushchev liked to give animals as gifts. Public service announcement number two, pets are not gifts. Choosing an animal companion is extremely personal. Each person has qualities and characteristics they vibe with and those that they don't. It's hard enough picking out one for yourself, but picking out one for someone else is almost impossible. Just like picking a life partner, and I've had many. Yeah, it is picking a life partner. And giving a companion animal as a gift goes about as well as fixing somebody up on a blind date. A great percentage of them also end up in shelters or abandoned. If you want to give a pet to your child as a gift, take them to the shelter and see which dog or cat they bond with. Let them choose. And remember, a dog or cat is not an impulse buy. It's a 15-plus year commitment. Pass by that litter outside the grocery store and spay and neuter, folks. All right. 
Let's see. Kennedy had a rabbit named Jaja. Hmm. Was it Marilyn Jaja, perhaps? We don't know. Nixon had a famous cocker spaniel named Checkers. Ford had dogs Lucky, Liberty, and Misty, and a Siamese cat named Shan. Jimmy Carter had a border collie named Grits, and daughter Amy Carter had a Siamese cat named Misty Malarkey Ying Yang. I love my Siamese, if you please, but they are loud. Brutus loves singing in the middle of the night. Okay, let's fast forward. George H.W. Bush had Springer Spaniels, Millie and Ranger. Clinton had Socks and Dog Buddy. George W. had Spotty Fetcher, Barney, Mrs. Beasley, and India the Cat, and Ophelia the Cow. I didn't know so many presidents had cows. I hope they didn't eat them. Obama had Bo and Sonny, both Portuguese water dogs. And 45 has no dog. No comment. Now let's talk about some fictional and famous pets. Rin Tin Tin was a famous movie dog. He was a German shepherd who was rescued as a puppy from a battlefield in World War I by an American soldier, Lee Duncan, in 1918. He originally named him Rinty and got him started in silent films. Rin Tin Tin was so popular, he became an international film star and appeared in 27 films. Ooh. After his death, they applied the name to subsequent German Shepherds to keep the legacy going. And Rin Tin Tin popularized the German Shepherd breed as household pets. Now, of course, I grew up in the Lassie era, and one of the most famous dogs of the TV screen. That made me want a collie. And just like Rinty, Lassie popularized collies, which became huge as household pets since the show's debut in 1954. Some famous internet dogs include Marnie the Shih Tzu with 2.1 million Instagram followers. She's so cute. Her tongue hangs out like little bud. He would have been famous if he was still alive. I think so. The Pomeranian Boo, who was one of the earliest canine internet celebs with fans such as Kim Kardashian and Kesha. There's Tuna, the funny looking fug dog. Mishka the Husky that can say, I love you. Also like my little bud. And then there's the German Shepherd named Capitan. He's the one that Huffington Post ran a story in 2012 about the dog who returned to his owner's grave every day for six years. Hmm. We also can't forget Eddie on the TV series Frasier, played by a Jack Russell named Moose. And speaking of Jack Russells, one of the cutest is Uggy, who played the dog in the contemporary silent film The Artist. But Uggy died in 2015 at the age of 15. Jack Russells are really a handful, but they are highly regarded in Hollywood because they're super smart and can be trained to do a lot of things. All right, well, on to the famous internet cats. The most famous being, of course, Tartar Sauce, best known as Grumpy Cat. She became famous on Reddit when the owner's brother posted her surly face and she became an internet sensation. She died at the young age of six, just this year in May. Tartar was one of a litter of four kittens born to a calico mommy and blue and white tabby dad. She had a form of dwarfism that made her face extra squished. Oh, wow. I thought she was Persian. 
And speaking of dwarfism, my favorite internet cat of all time is, of course, Lil Bub. Her human is the dude, and I had the pleasure of doing an interview with the dude and meeting Little Bub several years ago. You can read and see the pics on catsatthestudios.com. It's a local L.A. cat rescue site. Lil Bub, or Lillian Bubbles as she was renamed because people kept calling her a he, was the runt of the her litter, born to a feral mom. She has several genetic mutations, including feline dwarfism and osteoporosis. The dude, a.k.a. Mike Bradavsky, uses Bub's fame to raise awareness and donations for special needs kitties. Now, the vet said she might live to be about one, And now she's over eight years old. Oh, well, Bub's a miracle. She sure is. Let's wrap this up with some fictional pets, but let's not overlap with our next episode's names from Disney. So we'll skip those. Okay. So there's Beethoven, the big St. Bernard from the movies, Air Bud, Snoopy, Marmaduke, Winn-Dixie, Cujo, which we mentioned in the Names from Horror episode, Milo and Otis, cat and a dog respectively, of course, Benji, the famous dog from the 70s and 80s films. You forgot the most important dog of all, Toto. Oh, yes. Sorry about Toto. There's Turner and Hooch. Actually, it was Hooch. Old Yeller, Marley, Einstein from Back to the Future, and Underdog. Fictional felines include Morris from the TV commercials, Garfield and Heathcliff from the comics, and Tom from Tom and Jerry, Thelvester. Well, Jerry, too. No, Jerry was a mouse. Doesn't he count? I guess mices count. Listen, if we're counting George Jones the hippopotamus, (laughs) we can count Jerry the mouse. Okay, Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs, Mr. Bigglesworth from Austin Powers, baby. And Mimsy was the name of the kitten in the MTM logo from Mary Tyler Moore Productions. And I have one more, Piwocket from Bell Book and Candle. There are also names of animals in video games, but we're going to cover those in our upcoming Names from Video Games episode. We have Names from Video Games episode coming up? Well, we do now because I just made it up. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be saying it's a me, Mario, a hundred times. Okay, okay, okay. Finally, let's cover some contemporary celebrity pet names. My faves were Mark Wahlberg's Barky Bark, which I thought was adorable, <laughs> and Katy Perry's cat, Kitty Purry. <laughs> Adam Sandler has Bulldog's Matzo Ball and Meatball. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has Brutus the Bulldog. Eva Longoria has Jinxie the Maltese and Oprah a pug. (laughs) Will Smith has a Rottweiler named Indo. Paris Hilton's famous purse chihuahua is named Tinkerbell. Martha Stewart has a chow named Genghis Khan and a Persian cat named Empress Tang. Kesha has a kitty named Mr. Fluffy Pants, no dollar sign. Pete Wentz, who has human children, Bronx, Marvel Jane and St. Laszlo has a dog named Berenstain. Riffing off the internet meme that apparently no one knew how to pronounce Berenstain bears growing up and it assumed it was Berenstain. I don't know. I think I did too. Ariana Grande named her pup Sirius Black after the notorious Harry Potter character. 
Character names make great pet names. Check out our episode on character names to get more ideas. And my old girl Roxy Hart agrees. The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. And on that note, if you have a pet name that's not in our database on PetBabyNames.com, write us. We're always happy to add more names. And as far as best practices for naming your pet, there are really not a lot of things that you can do wrong. I would say just stay away from derogatory names or anything negative because they can feel it when you call them like cockahead or asshole or something negative like that. They will get the vibe and that will make your pet depressed or angry. Remember, they can feel it from you. So try to stay with positive, fun, and happy names. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Actor-singer Ricky Martin has announced the birth of his fourth child with his husband, painter, and visual artist. I don't know if it's Juan or Juan. I'm going to say Juan. Juan Yosef. They named him Ren, R-E-N-N, Martin Yosef. Ricky and Juan share three other children together, 11-year-old fraternal twins, Valentino and Mateo, and a daughter, Lucia, who is 10 months old. I just want to say that Juan Yosef's name is spelled J-W-A-N. Yeah. And if anyone else knows how to pronounce that better than we do, please let us know. Anyway, I like the spelling of Ren, the way they've done it. R-E-N-N. Yeah. It still reminds me of Ren and Stimpy, though. I don't know, Ren. Like, hey, Ren, where's Stimpy? Or is that an old reference? I think that's an old reference. Jennifer, you're just too old. (laughs) All right. Country musician Kane Brown announced the arrival of his first child with his wife, Caitlin. The couple became a family of three when their daughter was born on October 29th. The baby is named Kingsley Rose Brown. Actress Katarina Scorzone, most notably known for her role as Dr. Amelia Shepard in Grey's Anatomy and Private Practice, has announced that she is expecting her third child with husband Robert Giles. Katarina and her husband have two daughters together, Eliza, seven, and Paloma, who her family calls Pippa, at two and a half. Now, Pippa has Down syndrome, and Katerina has used her platform to educate and share her experience as a mother to a child with Down syndrome. That's awesome. Former Olympian Sean Johnson has announced the birth of her first child. Sean and her husband, Andrew East, welcomed their baby daughter into the world. The little girl is named Drew Hazel East after her father. I like Hazel. Well, that's our grandma's name. I know. There's another Duggar in this world. (sighs) Counting on stars Joseph Duggar and Kendra Caldwell Duggar have announced the arrival of their second child, a baby girl, named Addison Renee. She joins big brother Garrett David, who was born just last year. I wonder if they're pressured to have big families for this show. 
I don't know, maybe, or maybe it's just a family tradition. Mm-hmm. Well, Richard Gere and wife Alejandra have been busy just after welcoming their first child this past February. That's why you gave it to me, because you didn't <laughs> want to say February. Shut up! <laughs> the couple announced that they are expecting again. If you remember, the 70-year-old actor had one son, Homer, who is 19. Alejandra has a six-year-old son, Albert, with ex Giovind Friedland. Govind, I think. Actress and YouTube star Shay Mitchell announced that the baby girl she had last month is named, guess what, Atlas. Atlas Noah. Like my friend, but this is a girl Atlas. I wonder if that's becoming a thing now. I guess so. And Noah is spelled N-O-A, which I think is really pretty. All right, supermodel Ashley Graham, yay, announced on Ellen that she is expecting a boy with her husband, filmmaker Justin Irvin. Did you see her Halloween costume as Jessica Rabbit? It was amazing. Yep. Listeners out there, if you didn't see it, Google it. She is beautiful. My eyes popped out like Roger Rabbit. Yep. For up to the minute celebrity baby news, just go to babynames.com and click celebrities in the menu. And now our last segment is when we take questions from you, our listeners. I'll read the first one. And this is very appropriate. I actually saved it for this episode. Dear Jennifer and Mallory, I wanted to let you know of a few pet names that my family and I had. One of my cousins has a cat named Captain Meow Whiskers, which I shortened to either Meow or Meow Meow. I have a cat named Jesco, named after a tap dancer clogger from West Virginia named Jesco White. I also have a cat named Freddie Meow Curie, named after the famous lead singer of the band Queen. I named him Freddie Meow Curie because he meows as if he were singing his heart out, like his namesake. May he rest in peace. Also, one of my great-grandmothers had a cat named Azrael, which I'm guessing is from the Smurfs. Wait a minute. I think Azrael is an angel, but I don't think it's necessarily from the Smurfs, from her grandma. But you never know. Oh my gosh, I can just imagine her grandma sitting there watching this. Well, maybe her grandma was a big Smurfs fan. Okay, I'm going to cut this out because I'm dying here. Okay, uh, she continues, says, uh, a friend of mine has a cat named Purper, one named Meow Meow, and one named Precocia, one named Snowy. She has many more kitties. Anyway, I just want to let you know, and I'm curious what you think of those names. Hope you're having an awesome and blessed day. Thanks, Casey. (laughs) I think that's cute. Thank you, Casey, for writing in. Yes, Casey. That was a cute letter. And for sharing all your pet names with us. And hopefully other people who are naming pets can get some inspiration from you. Absolutely. All right, next question. Dear Mallory and Jennifer, my wife and I decided on names for our children long before we had any. Now we have a 15-month-old boy named Benjamin Ryan, and my wife is 13 weeks pregnant. She says she thinks it's a girl, and the only name we've picked out for a girl is Savannah Faith. I have always liked the name. However, I began thinking that both names are not exactly normal. And What? And I think not giving our child the option of going by a more normal name if she didn't like Savannah would be wrong. Could you help me out with some alternatives to faith? Thank you, Josh Huggins. What? The actual? I have no idea what that means. Savannah isn't... I don't, first of all, define normal. That is a ridiculous... 
adjective when it comes to names. Usually when somebody says normal, they mean Anglo-Saxon Christian names. So I'm going to ignore that and just say that if you don't like Savannah, then that is fine, but it's not normal or abnormal by any means. I kind of like the name Savannah, actually. Yeah, I agree with you. This is kind of a an odd email, but Josh, please write us again. <laughs> no, Josh, don't write us again. If you don't like Savannah, then you come up with something that goes with faith. You come to the table with some names so you and your partner can work it out together. Okay, you heard it here, folks. Jennifer is cranky. Normal names. Sorry, Josh. Sorry, Josh. Boy, Jennifer took the Mallory side this time. Jeez. Well, it makes me mad. Because, you know, we do get a lot of letters saying, you have ridiculous names in your database. No, they're not ridiculous. They're just not names that you're used to hearing. They're from other cultures, you know. And how dare you be so ethnocentric to think that your names are normal or right. Well, and I have to say Josh might not have meant that. I know. He just might not have heard the name Savannah very frequently. Who doesn't know Savannah? Well, I think there are some people that just might not be as familiar with it. It's a city in Georgia. (laughs) Let's. (laughs) I mean, it's like not knowing the name Denver. Well, hey, how about Denver Faith? Okay, Denver Faith. All right, so that's the show, folks. Make sure you tune in next time when we talk about Disney names. This is going to be a fun one, too. We appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate you. We appreciate our older sisters, Sue and Kate, and send special love to Kate, who's not feeling well lately. Kate is fighting stage four pancreatic cancer, so everyone, please keep her in your thoughts and prayers. We'd appreciate it. Yes, please. All right, have a great couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. That's all, folks.